this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com or you can call the audio comment line at 734 don't even bother because I can't even remember the number Um, haven't had any calls in a while and in fact uh, it's gotten to the point where um, every now and then I've been getting emails from Google saying that if uh number isn't used in 30 days or so they're just going to um, reassign the number and I've had that number for what 15 years almost um, which is the only reason why I keep going on um, <laughs> going on with it uh, I th- next time I think I might just not do it if I don't get any phone calls um, just might not log in and just let it go let it go anyway um, I originally was going to talk about this trade paperback that I'm reading from DC Comics the writer is Brian Michael Bendis the um, the artist, uh, I think he's the penciler and inker. Is someone who I never heard before, named Scott Godlewski. Um, hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, I don't remember who the the colors or the letter are off the top of my head, and I don't have the book in front of me because yes, I am driving. Um, I was going to talk about. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Um, mostly because it's three things that I like. You know, I like the Justice League. I like, you know, I like the Justice League, Justice League America, Justice League Europe, Justice League International, Justice League Quarterly, Justice League um, Antarctica. You know, I liked all that. Uh, except maybe. Extreme Justice. I don't ever remember reading anything. I think by that time I was um, getting Justice League out. But anyway, um, I like the Justice League. Um, I love the Legion of Superheroes, you know. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I don't know if it's still the case, but I know that when I was um, on forums and, uh, you know, comic book forums, stuff like that, comic book, uh, modern comic book, uh, groups on 
Facebook and in uh, Twitter threads and stuff like that. I know that opinions of Brian Michael Bendis were very uh, divided. Right? He's a very divisive person when it came to uh, to the likes and dislikes. You know, and I tell right now, even though now you can't hardly find anybody to say bad things about these people. I used to hear the exact same things about uh, Scotty Young and uh, oh jeez, oh, what's that guy's name? Oof, that did Fathom. Shit, I can't remember his name. But, uh, I know it's not Michael Scott, but I keep thinking Michael Scott. Anyway, um, people would talk about how, how bad these, these artists were, you know, an artist is objective, you like what you like, you don't like what you don't like, you know, um, there are a lot of people who seem to really dislike Brian Michael Bendis, mostly because of his, the way he wrote his, uh, his dialogue, and to be perfectly honest, I never really had a problem with, with the, uh, what they call it, the, the uncompressed, um, dialogue that he would use, because the guy would like to have his characters have conversations, you know, to explain things. Um, I didn't really have a problem with that, or if I had a problem with it in the past, I don't now. I really don't remember. You know, it's been been doing this show for at least fifteen years. God, how can I not remember how many how long I've been doing this? Anyway, um, so I don't really have a problem. You know, these are these are three things that I was looking forward to. You know. One of my favorite um, summer crossovers of the Justice League of America and the Justice Society of America was when they teamed up with the Legion of Superheroes to fight Mordrew and uh, those three demons whose names I can never remember, right? Um, In fact, uh, one of the first art-related things I ever bought was a color sheet that uh, Anthony Tolan did, you know, and unfortunately with all these different moves, it's no longer with me, but, you know, it was really cool, and it was, you know, Legion, right, and it's probably just something that he photocopied or, you know, had a, had a bunch of copies of and just colored them in on his own, but it looked cool, you know, um, that was a long time ago. I got that way before I even started on the podcast. Like, you know how long ago that was. But anyway, so three things I'm really looking forward to and an X Factor, right? Scott Gadlewski. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not done with the book yet. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. Um, Maybe it's because there's so much things that are going on. Uh, I know that that the Superman that's in this title is actually um, Jonathan Kent, who's Superman's uh, son, I guess. I should say Kal-El's son. Um, The Kal-El, who I don't know what he's doing right now. Um, But I know he's not dead because in in that, uh, jeez, what is it called? Uh, 1 million AD the thing that uh, that um, Grant Morrison put together uh, he was living in the sun 
you know, so I know he's still alive, right? Plus, he's Superman. They're never going to kill off Superman. Um, they may hand the reins over to somebody else for a while, but, you know, I don't know. I haven't read anything about Jonathan Kent. And the TV show, Superman and Lois, I watched the first episode. And I enjoyed it, and I keep meaning to go back for episode two, but there's just so much other thing to do, you know? Hell, I'm still, like, two seasons behind on, uh, on Flash, uh, which at one time was my favorite TV superhero show. But anyway, I'm starting to veer into another lane and not while I'm driving. But there's this guy in front of me. He's got a, a license plate, Michigan license plate. Yo baby That's funny I don't know if he's saying Yo baby Or this is somebody Who is yo baby Anyway Alright Yeah It's a good old Fashioned driving show Getting distracted By everything Anyway So I was gonna talk About that But I'm not really Feeling it This Um This Justice League Just I don't know It's Batman and his uh, amazing friends. Um, Then you've got... uh, But, you know, I know who most of those characters are, right? Um, In fact, I have all of the uh, Bendis run and individual issues, but I haven't started reading it yet. (laughs) Um, You have the Legion of Superheroes, which is the Bendis Legion, who... When they first started showing the images uh, that Ryan Sook had created, I was thinking, oh, these, this looks interesting. This is pretty cool. There's something about Scott Gadlewski's, um artwork that is drastically different <laughs> from Ryan Sook. So where the, whereas Ryan Sook had these thick, luscious lines, I know it's kind of weird to describe lines that way um Godlewski is got very thin lines you know um I, I I don't know it's I'm not a big fan of thin lines apparently because everything seems although these really cool intricate um character models that Sook made now they just look sort of just there, you know? Not exactly scratchings, but it's, I don't know, it's it's just missing something, you know? It's sort of like when um, when New 52 first came out and you had all these uh, images of, um, of, uh, of Jim Lee's redesigned uh, Justice Leaguers, and then when other people drew them, it just seemed a little bit watered down. And I think that's what's going on here, at least with my perception, is that um, Scott Galuski's, uh Legion is just a lot more watered down than I was kind of hoping for, you know. Um, and so you have these two teams I'm fami- who are familiar but not exactly <laughs> familiar if you know what I mean um, and you have Brian Michael Bendis and I think this may be like the most 
characters that he's tried to juggle at one time. I don't know. Um, but there just seems like a lot of characters. The only two that really stand out for the, um, at least to me, for the uh, Justice League, it's uh, Naomi. And for the Legion, it's uh, Gold Lantern, who coincidentally are two characters that um, Bendis has created. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, okay, yeah, he should know their voice, and he gets the. I don't, I'm, I'm apparently assuming that their voice is correct. Um, everybody else just seems to be missing something. And I like Bendis. Um, but he has this bad habit, this really big, huge bad habit of rushing his endings. You know, um, so that you're reading his main story, um, it seems pretty slow and methodically thought, uh, thought out in the beginning and then towards the end, it's just like, everything just rushes um that's what happened with um secret uh secret invasion uh, at least to me um there are times when he's building a, a multi-part story in, in the uh the avengers where it was the same thing his uh his legion of superheroes around the first 12 issues at least it was the same way it's like okay he's building 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 everything's done it's like wait a minute what um, I'm not a fan of that. Everybody likes to rag on him about his dialogue. And like I said, I never really had a problem with his dialogue. But the thing that, that, that aggravates me the absolute most is he tells things off screen and we're just supposed to know him. Like um, I'm at this point where mild spoiler spoilers because it's time travel bullshit. But uh, Justice Leaguers and Legionnaires they get thrown all across time, right? Um, and then when they finally come, all come back together, um, and this is a, a false finish uh, because they all come back together in one time period instead of everybody going back to their time periods. But the um, but one group mentions that they fought dinosaurs and we saw them fighting dinosaurs. Um, another one said that they found uh, this guy, this kid named Commandy. We saw that. And another group said they talked to this guy named Jonah Hex. And I'm like, wait a minute, when when, when did Jonah Hex show up? You know. And I flipped back a few pages and I didn't see Jonah Hex. And I'm just like. What the hell? And I remember who wrote it, you know. And he did this shit with, like I said, Secret Invasion. If you, if you weren't reading the uh, text pieces at the beginning of each issue, where he talked about, um, you know, the story so far, there's details that you definitely would have missed. And these aren't details that are in another um, issue, as far as I can tell. You know, I mean. This is like a self-contained miniseries. Or if it's not, then whoever put this together for DC did a, a shit job. Um, and I'm not saying that they haven't done that in the past. Because what was that? Oh, that was one book I was reading. 
Oh, it was a, uh, it was a, um, it was a mini series. Uh, probably crossed over. I want to say it was War of the Amazons. But I don't know if I've ever read that. No, Amazon's Attacks. That's what it was. It was Amazon's Attack, where they go and they 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 make this big deal. There's going to be a, a big, you know, a big uh, story point. It leads up. It's a cliffhanger, and the next thing you know, it's resolved because it resolved in a different um, set of issues than the ones that were collected. And now that was not Bendis's fault, but it's the same thing. It's like okay, if you're going to mention Jonah Hex, you should show Jonah Hex, you know, it's like stories of, um, of, uh, of, uh, um, samurai, you know, if they pull out their sword, it has to, they're going to use it, you know, there, there, there has to taste blood, and if it didn't, then they would apparently cut them, cut the blade with their own fingers, you know, just so that the, uh, the blade got used to blood. Anyway, I don't know if that's true. I remember reading that, but I might have read it in a James Clavell book or something. Alright, uh, we are at work. Anyway, so, so far, I know I'm not even finished with, um, with the, the, the book yet. So, hopefully, he, maybe, hopefully, he will, um, fix it in the end, <laughs> you know, but right now I'm not holding out much hope, um, but all that to say is, as I was thinking about that part, um, I was thinking that I, uh, you know, that the Legion of Superheroes is probably my favorite superhero team, so then I thought, I haven't done a top five in a while, so I'm gonna just talk about my top five favorite superhero teams. But, I'm at work now, so that will have to wait. Uh, yeah, you know what, I, I, I might talk about it on the way, on the ride home. So, just wait a minute. Okay, I uh, did not record part two of the episode on my way home last night. I am recording it the next day on my way to work. So you know it'll be about 17 minutes or so. Anyway, alright. My top five favorite superhero team groups. Superhero teams. Put group in there. Alright, now before I go into who they are, I'm talking about who did not make the list. These are not because these teams are bad, because I also like all of them, you know. For example, uh, I could say easily that my third favorite group team from DC are the, the, the Teen Titans. Teen Titans, Titans, whichever you want to call it. Uh, <clears throat> not Team Titans, because I, while I thought that that group had some sort of potential, 
uh, it never lived up to it. You know, the whole Death Wing thing um, took me out of it. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, I don't know, I guess it's just hard for me to reconcile the fact that in some world, Dick Grayson, who's always seemed like a very stand-up guy, would be a, you know, a rapist. It's like, oh, oh shit, you know? Um, I think that's one of the things that, that turned me up. And the fact that the characters... Um, they didn't really stand out, you know. So I don't know. So Team Titans, no, but Teen Titans, easily. Uh, maybe not the Teen Titans Go television show, but the Teen Titans television show was good. Um, but I've liked them ever since seventies. <laughs> You know, early 70s. Um, quite possibly because they were uh, smaller versions of the superheroes that I like. Except for, of course, Superman. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I always liked Teen Titans. Slash Titans. Even when they grew up. Because they're like the only superheroes who actually grew up, you know, the only other character I can really have to think of who grew up characters were the Richards children, um, from Fantastic Four, but, yeah, they started off as, as, you know, sidekicks, very young, and they're grown-ass folks now, so, I, 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 I like Teen Titans, but they're, like I said, there's just Two teams, uh, two teams from uh, DC that I prefer, and three from Marvel. You know, so that's why they did not make the list. It's the same thing as why Young Justice, who also like, didn't make the list. Um, yeah. Now, Justice Society of America didn't make the list for the same reason that the Teen Titans did. It's just like, yeah, I love them, but. <laughs> There's people who are just, I like a little bit more, you know? Oh, oh, and I, I, I left off, um, like, the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, yeah, I like the Green Lanterns, um, but they're not really a superhero team, you know? I think for the same reason, I think that's like, that's, anyway, yeah, I left them off. I also left off uh, Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N, I'm not even going to try to remember what they stand for, like law enforcement, uh, Gian, I guess, I don't know, um, because to me, it's, they're less a group of superheroes and more of a, of a police force, you know, um, so yeah, I, I kind of like left them off, um, other teams that I left off, simply because while I, uh, I like them. There were other people ahead. Um, obviously, that's how it is for most of them. Um, with the exception of like the Green Lantern Corps and Legion, is because I don't consider them to be superhero teams. Um, they're teams with some superheroes on them, but yeah, it's not the same, you know. Um, but teams who just lost out because there were other people ahead of them um, for DC and Marvel. People like uh, Defenders, um, Invaders, um, the. Uh, 
Outsiders. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, I hate it when, I'm, when I can't think. I said Defenders, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, Freedom Fighters. I don't know if I said uh, Outsiders with or without Batman. Um, yeah, like I said, there, there, there's a bunch, right? They didn't make a list. But I'm not here to dwell too much more on teams that didn't make the list. Talk about teams that didn't make the list. Number five was actually um, a lot more difficult than you know I would have thought when I sat down and actually ranked these teams. But it's the uh, the Avengers, you know, big Avengers fan. Um, I like them more depending on who's actually during doing the uh, the artwork, you know. Because for me, the writing, you'd have to really go out of your way to, to, to fuck up writing the Avengers, okay? <laughs> um, but to me, it depends on, on who's doing the artwork. Like, uh, who was it? Tom Palmer and somebody else. Shit, I can't remember his anchor, his longtime inker's name. But they were doing the, um, the team when... Uh, not Havoc. Oh, uh, uh, Black Knight and Cersei were on a team, and they were just dressed in, like, leather jackets. Um, and Dr. Drew was on the team. I didn't like that, uh, mostly because I did not like the artwork. You know, maybe if I go back and I revisit it, I could get something more from the artwork, uh, that I missed the first time around, but, yeah, there's, there's something that was just always... I hate to say this because this is somebody who made a living from drawing for a long time, but to me, it was sort of pedestrian, you know, and maybe it's because I grew up with uh, George Perez's artwork on the Avengers, you know, that anybody else trying to take over is, and this was, what, years and years after Perez left the book, but it's still just, I don't know, his, his artwork just didn't hit for me, um, but it's weird because on other things I've seen Tom Palmer on, I've had absolutely no issue with his artwork, but for some reason his Avengers just didn't work for me. Now, maybe it was also because of the team members, um, but I'm always, I've always been able to be a little bit more lax with them uh, because of my, because, you know, Cap's kooky quartet did not have a whole lot of... Uh, of firepower behind them um, at the time, because um, you know now people have finally started to realize that yeah, Scarlet, which is quite possibly one of the most uh, powerful beings in the Marvel universe, but by but at that time she was uh, just a cute girl on the Avengers with a jealous brother, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the Avengers. Uh, I will admit I haven't read the Avengers regularly for a while now. Um, probably because, uh, who was it? Um, Jonathan Hickman was uh, not really telling stories. He was building epics. You know, he was, he was creating his own uh, mythos. And when you go around doing that, you're gonna lose some people. You know. Uh, 
they had the Avengers, he brought in uh, characters from the new universe that I liked, and it's like, it should have worked for me, but it was too much, you know, it's like, you know, just because you like a nice steak every now and then doesn't mean that you want to eat a damn dinosaur tomahawk morning, noon, and night, you know, or breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's just like, it's a little too much. It's good, but it's a little too much. Um, all right, number four. Excuse me. Is the X-Men and all their little different incarnations, you know. The uh, uncanny X-Men, the adjectiveless X-Men. All those guys, you know what I mean? Hell, I, uh... <laughs> some of the earliest books I remember buying were X-Men, you know what I mean? Like, I think the absolute earliest one that I remember was a Superman book. I've, I've talked about that before. Um, but I always liked the X-Men, you know? Um... There's just something about the fact that these people were outsiders, you know, they were shoved over to the side. Now, yes, I realized that it was a, um, it was an allegory for the civil rights movement, but I didn't get that, you know, I just saw a bunch of outsiders like me, you know, um, and they were all sticking together, you know, plus the leader, uh, not the guy in the back, but the guy who was actually leading the team. You know, he wore glasses. He was a tall, skinny dude who wore glasses, just like I was at that time. Now, I'm a tall, fat dude who wears glasses, you know? So, yeah, the the, the uh, X-Men always have a special place in my heart. Um, they have gotten so unwieldy that there are times when it's just like, you know, I don't need to read all these books, you know? Because at that time, I was reading everything X-Men related. You know, I'm almost positive I've mentioned the fact that I started reading, what was it, Exterminators? Uh, this is back in the 80s, children. But uh, it was, no, Fallen Angels, that's what it was. It was uh, Warlock and Sunspot from the, uh, from the New Mutants who went off on a wacky adventure between the two of them. And I did not like that book at all. But I was still buying it. And then when I got to the end of that book, I remember thinking to myself, I don't need to buy everything. <laughs> you know? And since then, I, I, as much as I like the X-Men, just like I, I like a bunch of different books, it gets to a point where I'm just not enjoying it. I just don't buy them anymore. And once, you know, and if you have a collector's slash hoarder's mentality like I do, being free of that, is liberating, you know, it's just like, okay, I don't have to read each and every part of a story, you know, if I'm not digging the story, I can stop, you know, I mean, shit, I did it with the book Doom, like, three times, I said, all right, this time I'm gonna go, and then I can't get past page number 13, but that's just me, this is a shortcoming of my own, and I know I need to work on it, anyway, number three, is the Justice League of America slash Justice League America slash Justice League um, Europe 
slash international slash was it united you get the picture i love the justice league you know it's just like the avengers i like the fact that or you know the the jsa you take all these actual superheroes and they come together as a team you know i, I like that you know um the the, the the Justice League of America 100 page uh, editions were some of my favorites, you know. I mean, how many times have I mentioned the uh, Justice League slash Justice Society annual team ups, you know? Which, if you stop and think about it, they were over the summer, so that's like a quarter of the year devoted to telling this one team up. You know, now it would just be a but a, a special um, miniseries. But back then, it was a big deal, you know. So, um, the, you know, the Justice League on television, you know. I, hell, um, I even had a bootleg version of their, uh, the, the TV show <laughs> with, with Adam and, what was it, uh, David... Odgen Styers was um, Martian Manhunter um, with uh, fire and ice, and it was bad. I mean, it was really, really bad, but I had it because it was Justice League, you know? So, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed Justice League. Um, it's one of the books that uh, was on my pull list for quite a while, so I ended up having to stop getting anything. Um, and it, it I like it, you know, if there's a Justice League number one, I'm at least going to check it out, right, to see what direction I'm going to take the team in this time, uh, JLA, I mean, everybody, everybody, just, I just really enjoy the team, all right, number two, um, Fantastic Four, all right, uh, my all-time favorite Marvel team, as much as I like the X-Men, as much as I like the Avengers, the Fantastic Four always just strikes something in me, you know. Maybe it's because they're family and they're superheroes. Uh, they're adventurers and they're superheroes and they're family. Um, and plus, like I said, they have two of the only characters who've actually grown up, you know, with Franklin and Valeria. Um, when they had their spinoff, the FF spinoff, what was it? Future Foundation, back when, um, once again... Uh, Hickman was was building a mythology. Um, I enjoyed that. I just there's just something about those characters. You know, I just have always. That's why, you know, even though they're number two, they're still my number one Marvel team. You know, um, yeah. It's just like, hey, we're gonna have a new Fantastic Four book. Yeah, okay, I'm there. You know, um. And unless, unless you really go out of your way to mess things up, it's kind of hard to mess up the Fantastic Four to me. Um, you can add stuff, you can take away stuff, but at the core, the, the, the Fantastic Four just works. You know, it always has for me. Uh, there were... My father bought the bought me a bunch of books. They were uh, little paperback books, um, smaller than actual you know bookie book paperback. 
uh, and they were like the first, I want to say, ten issues of the Fantastic Four, and I'll say like the first ten issues of the um, of uh, Spider-Man and uh, the Avengers and the Hulk and Captain America. But the Fantastic Four was my absolute favorite. You know, um, when they did Heroes Reborn. I was interested in all of the titles, but the one that I knew I absolutely had to have was the Avengers. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Uh, I should have fucked that one up, didn't I? But yeah, it was the Fantastic Four, and then when it was the Heroes Return, I had to get the Fantastic Four. It was just, tell me there's a new Fantastic Four book coming out. I'm, I'm going to try to get it. Series. They have a lot of mini-series that vary in quality depending on who's uh who the creative team is but um yeah and number one you know i I talked about it already it's the legion of superheroes i mean the legion of superheroes they're like uh in fact i knew about the teen titans before i knew about the legion and you have the teen titans who were sidekicks and had this legion of superheroes who were like their own people. And I really enjoyed that. Plus the fact they even had they 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 really thought that out. You know, they had um the Legion Constitution. They had their own um headquarters and you could see every now and then that they would have um uh, a layouts of of what was going on inside, you know, like um I've seen not mock-ups or swear, like like not exactly blueprints, but just like cutaway of um of of the Legion headquarters, same thing with um the Justice League and Titans Tower, you know, all those different ones. But they, even the Baxter building, you know, a couple of times. But the one that always gets me is the Legion of Superheroes. And every now and then, you know, they would introduce a whole bunch of new characters and they didn't really skimp on featuring their older characters unless of course it was Tyrock Um, but I did a whole episode on him so go back to the archives if you want to hear that Uh, but yeah it's just like you know long live the Legion what else I gonna say except that now I'm done making a lot of noise (coughs) a lot of comic book noise take it easy Oh, my God.